uh, former Warriors coach, but also the former chairman of uh, County's Manukau Rugby League. So, of course, uh, Tony Kemp watching with a lot of interest around this potential Warriors sale uh, from Eric Watson to, let's get this right, the Carlo Park, Park Heritage, Heritage Trust, Trust representing the ARL, of course. Uh, Tony, how you doing, man? Morning, boys, in, in sunny Taranaki today. Oh, beautiful. Um, What's going on there? Oh, look, I, I've jumped on my uh, my club committee down here, uh, Waikato Rugby League Club, to, to help out. Um, you know, just giving back to the game, boys, and, and making sure that the beautiful club, which is it's their 85th reunion this year, um, is, is here uh, here in Taranaki for a long time because we've seen our, our grassroots clubs being sucked up and, uh, and I guess, um, you know, not having a home, and, and it's really important, I think, for the future of our kids. We are trying to work out here amongst ourselves whether the ARL essentially purchasing the Warriors is a good thing or, or not. What can you tell us? Well, you know, I, I, I think for Auckland, Auckland Rugby League, it's a good thing, um, 100%. You know, the, the Auckland Rugby League uh, getting an NRL club and then potentially the funding that comes from the NRL being being delivered um, into Auckland is definitely a good thing. The, 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 the bad side of it is that the rest of the country will suffer. Um, you know, under the New Zealand Warriors model and the development models that they, they push out through the rest of the country, I can see that actually being um, sucked up and only delivered in Auckland. And as far as I'm concerned, that's, a, that's not a good thing because the game of rugby league is already struggling at national level. And then to have Auckland rugby league pick up the Warriors and basically centric it around um, the Auckland CBD and, and, and the wider Auckland area um, and not the rest of New Zealand is no good for the game. Do you think the rest of New Zealand, though, gets much of a trickle down from the Warriors being privately owned at the moment? Oh, look, I, I, I think they do. You know, you just have to see how many, how many games that they take out into the regions and how, uh, how they take their community out into the regions too. And they've, they've created some pathways with... Um, teams that, that can play against the Warrior development um, groups and all that sort of stuff. So there's definitely a, a wider community focus. And, and having Jim Doyle sitting in there too understands that the, the game, um, professional game, really needs to support the, the, the domestic game in New Zealand to survive. Um, I, personally, the, you know, out of the three people, I didn't really want the ARL to, to, to be the ones to get it because I, I just think um, for the wider game in our country, we will see a decline uh, in the sport, not a not a growth. Because mm. um, Kemper, we, we we had a yarn with Graham Lowe before, and and so he he set us straight on saying, look, it's it's the trust, it's not uh, Auckland Rugby League that's buying it. But I had a bit of a look on LinkedIn, and Cameron McGregor's the head of both of them. So, as as you understand it, what was happening with that Carlord um, Heritage Trust money? Were they were they kind of building up a war chest for a big purchase like this, or? Do you know, was it, were um, clubs and areas around New Zealand and rugby league able to apply to them for funding? No, not at all. No, no one around the, the country can apply for that money. That, um, the Carlow Park Heritage Trust, I suppose, is up um, to, to, to raise funds and, and manage the funds that um, were gifted to them from the Carlow Park um, sale. And they've done a really good job, job with that. You know, there's, um, understand, my understanding is there's around $120 million um, in that trust fund, which which half of it goes to the clubs and the other half sits in that trust fund, so that they can continue to manage and grow the fund. So, as far as a grassroots organisation, they're, they're probably the biggest and most financial organisation uh, in Australasia, not just New Zealand. Um, with that with that war chest, the, the 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 interesting part of this is that 
you know, like you mentioned, you know, you've got the chair that sits on both of those those groups, and ironically, how they originally got that money was through thirty clubs that um, owned Cullow Park uh, before the sale, and then the trust was was therefore put together after the sale to manage the money, and now you've got the trust buying it over top of the clubs. Um, and what you what really uh, I guess is is missing here is how much consultation have the clubs needed uh, have the clubs had in understanding what the purchase of the of the Warriors means to the clubs because um, because quite simply you know chairing the county's Monaco clubs you know the twelve clubs that come under the county's Monaco you know they struggle to put a roof on their on their on their club rooms you know they're, they're forever chasing funding to to upgrade um, you know it, some of them don't even have hot water it's it's a you know, while you're going out and spending twenty million on a on a franchise, um, you know, twenty twenty dollars to a to a, a grassroots club is is vitally important. And and you know, there's there's definitely a lot of positives for the game in Auckland. Don't get me wrong, but you know, as far as what the clubs um, input into the purchase of the Warriors was is you know, that's a that's a million dollar question. Would you agree? That during this process, Tony, that the ARL here and and Cameron McGregor in particular as chairman have handled themselves much better than Richard Farley and his consortium from the United States. Oh, 100 percent. Look, I, I think Richard Farley is a politician. He's, he's said too much. You know, I, I don't think any of them should have been in the media discussing um, a sale and purchase agreement. You know, that, that, that should have been like you know, you, you take the Warriors. Um, Take on this, where they've just said, you know, unfortunately this is confidential, and, and there's there's no comment until the sale's complete, and that's basically what they've all said. But they've had a public spat uh, and kept, you know, the only people uh, interested in it is, is the newspapers with hearsay right up until uh, said they, I think it was Saturday morning or Sunday morning when the Heralds reported that uh, the ARL have um, signed a purchase sale and purchase agreement. The one thing I, I do know is that the the ARL have the money. That, that's you know the other two people. I don't know whether or not they had the 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 actual money in the bank to go and purchase purchase the Warriors. So um, any any sale and agreement that's been agreed to by the ARL, there's 120 million dollars sitting in a in a in a trust, um, and 20 million of that now looks like it's going to to Eric Watson and Jim Paul. Mm. I guess there's another another part of this too is that if if, if I'm an NRL club. Um now the way that I'm putting things together is, is you're recruiting very, very early. You've got guys into your system, you know, the ones that you see as elite athletes. And I think this is happening across all sports, right? It's like you go and you get the ones that you believe are going to be the elites. And those club games, I mean, like it's, they're starting to matter less and less, aren't they? Those those little clubs that used to be in the old days, Tony, that was where it all, you know, where you came from. You came through Glenora, you came through Wainui Marty, you came through some of those clubs to get there. Now it almost seems like if you've got to the club game without being picked up already, you're not going to make it. Yeah, and I, and I guess that's one of the one of the areas that the Auckland Rugby League are offering an uh, olive branch to, and that's creating a second-tier competition in Auckland. Um, that's a professional competition. So, you know, a lot of that development money that's, that's coming through, Auckland Rugby League have always said that they wanted a, a, pro, a professional competition in Auckland um, to mirror the 80s and the 90s, which was the Fox Memorial. Um, it's a, diff- it's a different, different game, obviously, now, and, and we don't have Carlow Park and the support that we used to have, but... You know, to stop the 400 odd people going overseas um, is, a, is a dream of the Auckland Rugby Leagues, and they think that they think they can do that through creating a, a sustainable Auckland competition. But 
you know, just, just mathematically, you have to put the numbers together. Um, you're throwing a lot of money at a professional second-tier competition um, before, you know, you still have to get into the the New South Wales rugby league to play in the, you know, against the, all the um, rest of the 25 that, that go throughout the club. So I don't think clubs um, actually realise what it takes uh, on, their, on their behalf. You know, they'll get some funding from the Warriors, but it's going to take a, a hell of a lot of work from from clubs themselves to raise funds and raise raise uh, expectations for players to join their clubs and help grow their club. And that, and that for me, is the, the unknown. Um, but, yeah, interest, interesting times. You know, I, I said to you boys a long time ago, you know, the, 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 one of the things that may derail the Warriors' season is the purchase of the Warriors and who that is. And um, knowing Cameron um, and Lowy and, 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 and the likes, uh, mate, I can actually see a few changes coming. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if this purchase agreement is uh, actually on the table that uh, today uh, a lot of people in at the Warriors are, are redoing their CVs and looking uh, what what the next opportunity is out there because I think change is coming. Wow. Hey, uh, every week when we get Tony Kemp on, we get his excitement level about the Warriors. So we're heading into, uh, what well, we've got round nine coming up this wing. But uh, right now, after round eight, out of ten, Kempe, what is your excitement level for the Warriors? Well, you got you guys. You guys have been talking about it. it's really simple today, mate. You know, this last week they've dished up two. They're only going to get a number two. <laughs> a two? What? A, a two, boys. Damn it! Just we just tight, tight. Things are changing. He's, he's talking about it. people redoing their CVs. And well, he got two. it to, again. He got it to rhyme with something else. Oh, that is very good. We were. Kempe. We were a nine and a half after round four.